Hello everyone, welcome to Omar Podcast of the Athletic School. Um, today our subject is the Bulletproof Mindset. Um, and our guest speaker is Ali Hasib. He's a speaker, author of the book Creator Frequency, which we're going to talk about it later. Creative and serial entrepreneur. Ali, thanks so much for joining me. Igor, thanks for having me, brother. Thanks for doing this. This is an amazing platform that you've set up so far. Awesome, awesome. I'm glad you... You, you agree to to share a little bit of the things that you you have been sharing already um, so I mean without any further ado uh, how would you define the bulletproof mindset so you got to realize that in, in life you know have you heard of the term Sonder no so Sonder is the realization that everyone is having a complex life just like you all your thoughts emotions feelings everyone's going through something Times 8 billion people times however, however many years that Earth has been, you know, populate, uh, populated and active. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the, the one thing that separates those people that take things to the next level is up here. Before, before it materializes, they visualize. So in, in life, we have several, you know, things that happen to us from, you know, growing up, early stages, trauma, uh, you know, business, partnerships, relationships. Uh, and there's one common theme, the people that break through, right, is having a, a strong understanding of self and awareness of surroundings. And that starts from creating a mindset. You're not born with a bulletproof mindset. You have to create it. Your, your strengths, your weaknesses, your obstacles, the, you know, everything that you go through develops. But it's, it's a conscious effort to develop it. It doesn't, you know, it's not no one's born with it. So first thing is establishing that a bulletproof mindset is being able to go through, you know, changes, growing through those changes and coming out a better person than you went in, than you went in with. Make sense? Yes. Yes. No, it does. Um, and then something that I always mention here, uh, I believe it was Novak Djokovic, a tennis player that he mentioned that if you get the, uh, top hundred tennis players in the world, um, the only difference between them is their mindset. It's that's the only difference because in terms of tennis technique, um, they are pretty similar to each other. Uh, but then uh, when it comes to mindset, that's what makes the, the top one, the top two and the top three uh, to have a little bit of difference there. Um, you, you gave the you gave the, you know, the example of the tennis player. I think it goes in any any sport, any industry, to be honest. There's a lot of parallels between sports uh, and entrepreneurship, a lot. Sports taught me, I grew up playing basketball. Currently, I do MMA. Both of those have taught me a lot about the mindset, about discipline, about you know, character, developing character. Um, and I think it's, it's across the board. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, of course, definitely. Um, and then you mentioned that we are not born with a certain mindset, right? We create it, we, we train ourselves, and then we, we build that type of mindset. So what does it take to create that bulletproof mindset? Is it going through a hardship? Is, uh, what does it take? Yeah, great question, bro. So when I said you're not born with it, everyone's born on a clean slate. And then you're fed certain information. It depends on where in the world you grew up. It depends on your nationality. It, it depends on your religion. It, it, it depends on your economic status, you know. And we're kind of conditioned to believe certain things. Like a lot of, you know, religion or, you know, cultural, uh, cultural aspects, you 
you're just taught what your parents know. And then you have to decondition yourself to break out of that, right? So I'll give you an example. Um, If you're familiar with like people going through certain traumas, right? I'm sure you've experienced some, everyone's experienced some, you know somebody. They're taught a specific thing and everyone in the family does things a certain way. And then as we grow, as we develop, as we become more conscious, more aware, as we become you know, creative and happier and healthier and richer, whatever, we break certain patterns. And everyone's like, at first, they're like, we don't do things that way. It's, it's conditioning, you know. I'll give you an example. Uh, if, you're, if your mom or your dad is always complaining you growing up or they're aggressive towards their partner or they complain about money, you naturally will have those same tendencies because you people, you know, kids don't learn from speech. They learn from copied behavior. So you're going to learn, you're going to do exactly what your parents are doing. So you have a group of friends that everyone's complaining. And then one person, because everyone, that's what, that's how, that's how they know. That's how they express themselves. And then one person, you know, it says, Hey, I'll complain for two minutes just to vent. Thanks for listening to me. Now let's write down pros and cons and come up with solutions. And everyone's like, but let's continue complaining. That's not like, how, you know, you're, 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 you're ridiculous. It's not going to, you can't fix it that easily. And you're like, you kind of can. If you just put that same energy into you that you spend in complaining, you put into fixing, it ends up being, you know, the other side of the spectrum. So in order to develop the bulletproof mindset, yes, you have to sometimes go through certain things. Because mm-hmm. remember, um, change is inevitable. Everyone changing constantly. As a human, you're constantly changing. Uh, relationships are constantly changing. Economy, you know, your body, your mind, everything's changing. But growth, growing from that change is optional. So you have to learn, that spiritually speaking, like when you have these experiences, you always see them repeat themselves until you learn the lesson. Have you ever experienced that where the lesson keeps going until you learn it? I'll, yes. give, you, I'll, I'll give you an easy example. You ever seen a, a, a girl dating a guy and then they break up and then she, she goes and dates the same type of person that they pre- and it's almost like the same loop again, yeah. right? Um, or you have a specific habit that you're breaking and then you're kind of working towards breaking it and then you snap right back to it because you didn't technically break the habit. You might have pushed it under the rug. You might have, you know, created a short-term solving of the problem as opposed to a long-term solution, a little band-aid as opposed to a solution. You ever seen that? You ever experienced that? Yes, 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 definitely. Um, So many insights when we were talking. Uh, The first thing for me that it keeps coming back, it's like the environment that we live in. Uh, the, the people that we hang out with, like you mentioned, friends and parents. I'm reading the book called, um, cybers, cyber psychonetics. Yes. Yes. And then the guy talks about that, you know, if you grow up, um, and then you, when you say something, your parents complain to you that you were, you're talking too much or doing this too much. And then you become that person that you won't talk anymore at all, you know, and then it goes back to what you said. Um, and then environment, people that you hang out with, you know, if you go out with friends that in terms for us, especially in, as athletes, you know, if you go out with friends that the only thing they do, it's smoke and drink. Um, it's kind of like you can you can complain that you are not becoming a better athlete because you're you're going totally against the, what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Um, Absolutely. So I feel like that the habits that, you, that some people do, um, it comes um from the people that they hang out with their parents family 
Uh, and then that leads us to my next question, uh, which is like, what are some of the habits and practices that you see in people that have that mindset, the, the bulletproof mindset? What are some habits that these people do? Um, and I mean, what are some of the habits that they, those people, they don't do it, you know? Uh, how can we defer that? Great question. First, to touch on the point of the environment. The environment plays a very huge role. Like I said, as a kid, you can't really control your environment, right? You're, whatever situation you're giving, you have to kind of take that. Some people are born with a lot of advantage. Some people are born with a lot of disadvantage. You might have rich parents. You know, you might have poor parents. You might have this nationality or race. And you might have this race. It doesn't, you know, you don't know. But at a certain point, it becomes your responsibility as a man or woman to fix those environments. There's a quote that I always read. It's like, yeah, your environment does shape you, but at a certain point, you have to stop letting it shape you. You have to start shaping your environment. I'll give you an example. If you're even 12, 13, 14 kid, and you understand that, hey, I have this group of friends that go and play sports, and they're playing football and soccer and basketball, and they're involved in after-school activities and that. But also, in my neighborhood, I'm used to hanging out with these friends that go and smoke and drink and do stuff that they shouldn't do, right? You have a choice to take away from this group and start putting your energy and time in this group in to a point where it might even be difficult sometimes because you might get bullied you might get made fun of you might they might say you left us hanging they might talk about you but you have to make the conscious effort as a kid now as an adult it's your requirement to make a conscious effort i'll give you an example you have you know people that are uh you know working retail or working very you know entry level corporate level uh, corporate jobs and they do make money and they live for Monday through Friday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they party and waste time and effort and energy and spend you know time sleeping. And then on Monday, they hate their job again. And you hear this kind of cycle stuck in the matrix, right? They're, they go to school, they pay the bills, they pay the taxes, they you know get a pension, 401k, then they die. You've seen this. But you've seen the people try to break free from the matrix. Hey, instead of spending the weekend of me wasting time and getting drunk and doing all this kind of stuff... Let me go use it to spend that time to get ahead, learn another skill set, start another stream of income, read a book, attend an event, right? It's up to you, right? So sometimes, yes, in the beginning of your life, environment does shape you. But as you grow, as you mature, as you elevate, it's up to you to control your environment, right? Especially like now, I don't, I, I personally, I, I've been sober for four years. Well, talking to do's, to do's and to don'ts, right? Personally, I've been sober for four years. No matter if I'm at a, on a yacht if I'm at a club, if I'm at an event, no one's going to ask me to drink. In the beginning, they did. They were like, you know when people say they quit drinking? Yeah, you didn't, you didn't really quit. Go ahead. In the beginning, it was a little hard. I'm not going to lie. Third, third, you know, three, four months in, even the drinking wasn't a problem for me. It was just a social thing that everyone did. Think about it, bro. How normalized is it? Birthdays, anniversaries, even baby showers, everyone's drinking. You're like, well, what's going on? You know, a date, you're drinking. You know, you celebrate something, you're drinking. You go out, you... So... It was up to me to recreate the environment. Hey, guys, I'm going to come out. I'll buy the bottle service for you. I'll buy the section, but I'm not going to drink. And that's just my boundary. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I, I, I set up my lifestyle. Now no one asked me. So as an adult, it's up to you. Friends. Even sometimes conditioning is very hard for, to break free from parents' habits. You have a parent that's toxic. You have a parent that's not helping you progress your you know, dreams. You got to draw that boundary. Like, hey, dad, mom, I love you, but... I got to do this. I want to do X, Y, Z. And I have, it's not that you're messing up and you keep going back for help. It's like, hey, I got a good grip on it. Now it's like a step back. So just yeah. wanted to mention that. But to-dos and to-dotes. Some habits that I, uh, I see people develop uh, for a bulletproof mindset. One, 
Biggest one. They learn not only from their own mistakes, they learn from the mistakes of others. Smart people learn from their mistakes. Intelligent people and wise people learn from the mistakes of others. I don't have to make the same mistake that Igor made just so I can, you know, have that repercussion and be like, you know, I got I got I got to learn it now. I don't have to make it. I can see him make it and be like, you know, probably shouldn't do that, you know? And it could be anything. It doesn't have to be like a, you know, you got a felony charge or something. It could be like, hey, don't do business with this person or hey, you know, don't overextend yourself and hire 50 employees or hey, don't, you know, Make your money work for you. Don't buy a car first. Buy a house. It could be those kind of mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. That's the first one. Learn from the mistakes of others. Second thing, I always, uh, I think they're accountable. The bulletproof mindset, they're accountable. They keep themselves at the highest standard. They're brutally honest with themselves. I'll give you an example. You know, whenever everyone's working out, did you hit that eight, nine, or ten set? Or did you hit six and you're like, I completed my rep? No one's going to know. You're not a bad person. You're not a bad person because you didn't finish. But were you accountable? Are you, are you complaining about the, the effort that, you, know, you didn't put in? The results you didn't get from the work you didn't do? Are you complaining about that to yourself? So I would mention that brutal accountability and honesty with themselves and everyone around us. If you say you're going to show up at 4 o'clock, show up at 4 o'clock. Me saying as I was a minute late, right? So, you know, you, you got to be accountable. And, that, and I apologize for that. I should have messaged you on Instagram, you know? It's all good. So, no, I'll give you an example. I, that's an accountability thing that I got to be accountable. Because if, if I'm not honest with myself, how am I going to be honest with anybody else? You know, you see people that are pathological liars and stuff. The first thing, they're not honest with themselves. How are they going to be honest with anybody else? Yeah, no, I, the, I, I agree. That's another one. Another thing, um, bulletproof mindset is they, uh, they don't hold on to the past. They learn from their mistakes very quickly. They let go and they move on to problem solving, not playing victim or blaming. People that don't have a bulletproof mindset, they're always blaming others because they're not accountable. And they're always playing victim, saying that it's the worst thing that happened to them. As opposed to saying, this is the cards I was dealt. Let me play the best hand with whatever I was dealt. I'll give you an example. Me and you could be in the same exact situation. But I'll play the cards different than you play your cards. My priorities are different than your priorities, right? So that's why you see that story, right? You see that story of a bulletproof mindset. You see those two brothers. One became extremely successful. One became an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Okay? And when they were both asked, what, what caused you to go down this life path? They both had the same answer. The, the successful person said, I'm successful because my father was an alcoholic. And then the person that became an alcoholic said, I'm, I'm an alcoholic because my father was an alcoholic. Same exact situation. Yep. You know, one just had a bulletproof mindset. It's like, hey, I'm not going to let that affect me. Even though that's my environment, even though that's my, you know, what I know, I'm not going to let it shape me. Mm-hmm. They shape their environment. Yeah, no, that, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, just to point it out. So learn from mistakes, being accountable. Um, and then the last one, I, I, I wrote it down as living in the present, present uh, not being a victim, and not living in the past, I would say. Yeah, I think you, you can summarize those. So learning from your mistakes, being brutally honest in accountability, and, and moving, moving on quickly. Okay. okay. Not having the victim mindset or blaming mindset, just moving on. Be like, hey, it happened. I learned from it. Here's what to do this time. Where was, here's what not to do. 
and let me move forward instead of you know being not being able to let go yeah um and th those things for me they they sound simple but they are, of course they are not easy to do you know it takes time right um and then i, I think all those things they require hard work right um uh, but then when it comes to when it comes to sports we come uh we always face talent people always talk about talent as well um and then I, I wanted to talk about talent and and hard work and a little bit of discipline as well because you mentioned about the two brothers right and of course they have two different mindsets but did one have a better talent in terms of mindset or like uh, how much talent is required to to succeed or to create that type of mindset you know uh or is it only hard work what what are your thoughts on talent and hard work look talent is developed no one's born you weren't born a soccer player mm -hmm. you're born with two you know arms two legs just like everybody else you might have had an environment where soccer was inflicted upon you yeah. same thing with kids and basketball and mma and whatever other sports you know someone's a chess player someone likes artistry they like drawing and painting they weren't born with these gifts yeah. you might be more inclined like if your brain is wired a certain way you might pick up on math and science a little bit more than reading and writing you might be physically capable you have you know you see those kids with six packs and eight packs that happens because your genetics you know it plays a role but you're not born with talent talent is developed it's harnessed and developed you have an understanding that hey I'm good at certain things, let me build upon it, right? That's why it's very incredible to see, see specific athletes that are good at every sport. Mm -hmm. Because they're athletic, natural athletic ability, but they developed where they're good at multiple sports, right? You can't just born out of the womb drawing, you know, like Picasso. You have to practice that. Mm -hmm. So hard work beats talent. You've heard that quote. Hard work beats talent every single time. Talent does play a role. Genetics plays a role. Environment plays a role. But hard work can beat all of it, mm -hmm. 100%. Discipline's a huge part of my life, brother. Mm -hmm. Discipline has changed the way I think, the way I move, the way I surround my environment. It's all discipline. I'll give you an example. I want to be a billionaire. What do billionaires do? Billionaires read. They learn. They connect with other people. They travel. They build businesses. They fail multiple times. The billionaire failed thousands of times before he was successful. Yeah. Okay? So I need to do those things. I'm, I'm working on, you know, getting my dream body. I'm down 40 pounds in two years. Okay. So I need to hang out with people that are physically fit. People that run 10 miles without, you know, blinking an eye. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the hard work they're putting in. Yeah. There's few things that money can't buy. Money solves a lot of problems, but money can't buy respect, can't buy love, and it can't buy a, a perfect body. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You can buy it aesthetically, but it won't be good on the inside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. The, the engine to work completely. Mm -hmm. So discipline is a very important life. Me, me, I'll give you an example of discipline. I gave up drinking and smoking. Was that hard? Very. Everyone around me did it. Everyone wanted to wind down and smoke and this and that and drink. And, you know, people started making money and they're like, oh, we're going to go party and pop bottles and this and that. Very hard. But my discipline kept me going. It's the, one of the best decisions I make. Reading, another discipline. Do I want to sit there and, and read? I'd rather relax, close my eyes, watch some TV. No, but I want to read an hour a day. Yeah. These are my books for next two months. Look at these. Perfect. So, so, and I have a big bookshelf. So I'll give you an example. Reading, same discipline. Working out, very important discipline. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be nice to sleep 
fan, you know, cold fan is on, you're underneath your covers, nice room is cool, you know, six, seven o'clock. You don't want to get up and go work out and push your body and rip your body and go sweat. But it's discipline that gets you going. Motivation is good. Motivation is very temporary. Discipline is like, hey, I need to get to this goal. Let me work out six days a week and take my rest day. So discipline is, is, a, is a bridge. Discipline leads to freedom, bro. It's the highest form of self-love. People don't realize. Yeah. If, you, if you're disciplined, you love yourself. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, a long time ago, I read a quote that says, uh, discipline is the bridge that connects dreams with achievements. Um, and when I, when I put that in my mind, um, and I understood that it was about discipline, not necessarily motivation, because uh, the alarm goes off at five in the morning. There's no motivation. It's dark outside. It's cold. Nobody's awake yet. There's no motivation to get up. You know, it's it's the discipline that that let us get up and you know and, and do what we need to do in order to achieve what, what we want to achieve. Um, you mentioned a lot about reading, right? Uh, and I, I mean, I think that in the field that we are, a lot of people read, you know, but unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that they don't read yet, and which is sad, uh, because any, uh, the little things that I know today, it's because, you know, I had the possibility to talk with people like you, but also because I, I was reading a lot, right? Um, so what's the, what's the importance of reading? What do you see? Uh, the, what's the value of reading, um, especially because I feel like athletes, like uh, at least in my field here, people that uh, in my environment, I, I don't feel like they read, you know, maybe they say, yeah, I'm reading here or there, but they read up for school. They don't read in nothing that helps or add any, any value to their life, you know? So well, what are your thoughts on reading? Couple of points that you mentioned. It goes back to my first thing that I said, the, creating the bulletproof mindset. Mm -hmm. What are you doing when you're reading? You're you're learning from the experiences of others. Yeah. So if I have a genius, especially like an athlete, if I have a, you know, have you read Kobe Bryant's book or Messi writes a book? I'm just giving you an example. Yeah. Why would I not want to see through their lens? Mm -hmm. You know, I've read over a thousand books on mindset, leadership, spirituality, philosophy, marketing, sales, everything. And I, I, I tap into these people that are putting a piece of their mind and body and their thoughts into this book that's the first thing second thing reading allows you to exercise your mind you know how we exercise we work out reading is pushing your mind to the next limit to the, you know expanding your mind expanding your horizons the way i say it you see a lot of people igor saying oh don't read 20 books only read one and perfect it well it doesn't really work that way in my perspective you can Read 20 books, and if they reiterate the same point 20 times, it's going to be in, embedded in your head. Mm -hmm. And it reinforces that. But what ends up happening is you put, you read about all these topics. You read about one thing that you may not use right now. And I'm not talking about for school reading or reading for fun or fiction. I'm talking about like learning reading, right? You might learn about philosophy, and then you might learn a little biology, and then you might learn a little... And the next thing you know, you read one sentence and all those things click and everything ties in together. And you're like, ah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's why I read. And I like to read because it gives me opportunity to learn about things that I wasn't necessarily familiar with. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah. finance, financial modeling, you know, tech, 
philosophy, spirituality. I grew up with what most people grow up with one religion. No, no one has the, you know, the luxury of learning all of them. But when I read the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, the Bhagavad Gita, the Tao Te Ching, all these, now I'm like, ah, the message is the same. They're just in different languages and in different time periods. Mm-hmm. Stories are very similar. You know, Noah's Ark. We have 5,000 stories of Noah's Ark. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I like learning the Aristotle style of... You heard about Aristotle's Academy, right? No, I haven't. So that's what's wrong with the education system nowadays. They teach... If you go to you know, a public school in America, you have seven periods in a day. You know, first, second, third, all the way to seven. Math teachers teaching something that the English teacher doesn't know anything about, that the history teacher teaches, and they're not related and nothing's related. Aristotle's Academy, Aristotle will take a group of people... Take him outside and we'll talk about the sun and the, the cosmos and the universe and space. And then he'll tie it down to the biology and talk about the plant and the molecules. And then it goes to the person and then it goes to the brain. Everything's related. Yeah. And reading is the same way to do that, but there's no teacher. So what do you want to read about? Mm-hmm. I read about marketing and psychology and then I put my pieces together and be like, yo, this is how I can market using this school of thought. Yeah. I can use this leadership tactic and public speaking tactic and combine them and go on a podcast with Igor and exemplify both. See what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Um, and then another thing you mentioned about learning, uh, like I'm sure if you go around and ask like, oh, would you like to sit down with like Tom Brady and, and have an interview with him? Would you like to sit down with Michael Jordan? Uh, if you had a chance to sit with Kobe, would you like to sit down with them and, you know, talk with them? And everyone would say yes. Of course. You know? And basically, almost everyone have the opportunity to sit down and read their books. And they would answer all the questions that they have, but people just don't do it. There's, right? a, there's a quote. Uh, there's no difference between a person who can't read and won't read. Yeah. Okay? And that's the thing, bro. I, I want to be, just like you're bettering your mind, just like you're bettering your body, you got to exercise these things, bro. You got to learn. Because you see all these billionaires, right? All they do, they get super rich and they read... 10 books a week because they just want to learn about everything and then create these synapses in their head that all of it ties together. And the best, best way to show if you're, what you're reading works, you build a business and you monetize and you make money. You be like, I read 10 different books. I made a business out of it and I made money. Yep. I made an impact, you know? Yes, yes, for sure. Um, and then you wrote your own book, right? It's, which is called Create Your Frequency. So tell me a little bit about, about what does it mean to create our own frequency? Great question. So Create Your Frequency was based on the concept of everyone has a chance to make one action, to create one action that changes uh, their life for the future. Have you ever seen like a, a sci-fi show where they're like, they go into the future and they're like, yeah. don't touch anything, it'll mess up the space-time continuum. Yeah. And then one thing is messed up and everything's changed. Do we realize that today you can make one action and change the entire course of your life? I'll give you an example. It could be you stop drinking or doing drugs, or you get out of this toxic relationship, or you take the step to quit your job and start a business, or you perfect your credit, or you go to this place and meet this guy that gives you an opportunity. Like, one action can change the course of your entire life, and it's up to us, and we have that option every day. We just gotta take that option. But Create Your Frequency is about creating a legacy, mind, body, business, and spirit. Okay, it's a frequency. Everything's a vibration. I study Bob Proctor a lot. I study a lot of you know, Nikola Tesla, you know, study, you know, when they teach Think and Grow Rich, um, you know, they talked about the frequency of money. Money is a current. They call it currency. You ever seen the, think about this, anything to do with money, right? 
they say cash flow, mm-hmm. flow of cash. They say current, currency. They say, um, you know, all these terms that mean it's a fluid current. So you don't have to go make money, Igor. Money is already printed by yeah. every government. You just got to figure out how to get value enough to give it and put it in your bank account. Yeah, that's, that's smart. Um, I'll definitely need to read that. Um, and then you mentioned something about the connection between body and, and mind. And I want to talk a little bit about that because I feel like, uh, again, coming back to athletes, I feel like a lot of people are not, um, are not familiar with that and they don't understand the importance of that. So um, how important it is to have that connection between body and mind in order to succeed, in order to create a good mindset? So I'm learning about the mind and body connection when it comes to working out. When you're working out and you're constantly on your phone and you're listening to music and you're you know bullshitting every set, you're talking to people, you miss the mind and body connection. The muscle, mind, muscle connection, you miss it. There's a way to do it. But I also learned it in terms of people healing their bodies, visualizing themselves, you know, jumping higher, running faster, doing breath work. You have to have that understanding where you can sit in presence and wiggle your toes and wiggle your hands and you know do yoga and all this kind of stuff right because uh, i use breath work a lot breath work made me lose my asthma doctors couldn't fix my asthma but me my mind and my body 20 years of asthma i lost it from doing breath work for one year yeah. have you ever heard of the silva mind control method yes but please tell me about it silva jose silva is a teacher who learned esp he tested it scientific test did it with his children they're like honestly reading each other's minds crazy stuff he creates a written in 19 you know early 1900s he creates a scenario where you put the screen up in front of your face and you're visualizing you know like visualization manifestation right but you visualize what you want to see happens and it's a very you feel the emotion and you do all this kind of stuff and it's one step closer to manifesting because you visualize it before you materialize everything. Any invention that ever came about, it was visualized first. Someone came up with it in their head. Like, ah, oh, I'm going to make this light bulb. I'm going to make a car. I'm going to make the first... Have you seen the movie Lamborghini? Go watch that. It's pretty cool. No. So, uh, Lamborghini. Um, so, it's like, I'm going to make this Lamborghini. It's going to be a supercar. The guy used to make tractors. Mm-hmm. So, it's like... I'm going to envision this in my head and then you materialized it. What, it, what that, that means it, it, it was in the mind first. Same thing. You want an ideal body. What does that mean? Idea. Ideal body. I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing my ideal body. Then I have to work for that. I want to create a product. I have to visualize. I have to draw it out. I have to conceptualize it out. You know, conceptualize it out. It's a concept first. And then it becomes reality. So I think everyone, every athlete, athlete or not, because remember, I'm not an athlete per se. I, I, I embody the healthy and wealthy lifestyle. Not necessarily athlete. I do play basketball twice a week and I do fight four days a week. But I'm not athlete by any means. I'm just trying to be the ideal athletic version of myself. But the reason I said that, the bulletproof mindset, the visualization that goes into the discipline. Everything's related. It goes into the discipline. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get up Sunday night. I'm going to plan to get up on Monday to work out this time. And hit this workout and, you know, eat my food and drink my shake. And Monday night, I'm going to go to MMA and I'm going to, you know, learn this. And I'm the next day at the gym, I'm going to stretch and I visualize all that. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I do it. And once I do it, I'm like, all right, I'm, I, I can't just look up and see my abs right there one day of working. That's not how it works. It's a little 1% better every day, every day, every day. I'm one step closer to my goal. The next thing you do, you did that for, you had one good day for six months. 
Now you know you're, you're jacked and shredded. You feel yeah. good. You look good. Everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that mind is very very powerful. Yeah, it is. Um, and it almost feel like um, a magic, right? In a way, but I mean, it is kind of magic. Uh, it sounds like magic, and it almost it is. Um, Napoleon Hill, on his book, one of his books, he mentioned like if you go to bed and then you tell yourself like tomorrow I want to wake up at 6 a.m. If you tell yourself like I don't know three times um, without an alarm clock, you will wake up at 6 a.m. because you just told your body and your body's going to wake up because your body knows when when 6 a.m. You know? have, have you read Think and Grow Rich? Yes, I did. I did. It's, my, it's my favorite book of all time. I feel like every athlete, every businessman, every kid should read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Napoleon Hill, he talks about the mastermind, something that you mentioned earlier. Before. The mastermind group. Chapter 10, the mastermind circle. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so, I mean, I love all of that. And so what are some actions that athletes, uh, people that are listening to us can take? Uh, what are some books that they can read? Um, is there any type of meditation or breath work that you, you think they should be doing in order to improve a little bit every day? I think like I'm getting into biohacking too. So like, you know, go to the sauna, uh, do ice baths, you know, a couple of times a week um, and just develop a, you know, push your body, but also rest very hard and take the right. Don't don't. My biggest thing is and when it comes to athleticism, bro, it's not what more can you do? It's what you can't do. Don't don't damage your body. People damage their body. People go Monday through Friday and they're like, oh, I'm going to eat clean. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they just destroy their body. People vape and do dumb shit like that, like that messes up your testosterone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's more what you cannot do. When it comes to, when it comes to books, bro, um, there's so many. Uh, I recommend reading, you know, Engineering the Alpha, which is a book. Uh, it's called Man 2.0, Engineering the Alpha, creating the best version of the man you can be. Um, Think and Grow Rich, of course. The Four Hour Work Week, Four Hour Body, by Tim Ferriss. That one's good for athletes itself. Um, I mean, the, most of the books that I can recommend won't be about athleticism or athletes necessarily. They'll be mindset books that you can use in athleticism. Yeah, no, and and that's that's what I that's what I want, and also what I want to share because I feel like you know, it, for us as athletes, we can go to the gym every day, you know, and. And we can become stronger in a way, but then when it comes to the field, you know, when it comes dealing with uh, the problems on the field and in, and improving your IQ and becoming an intelligent player, you know, and dealing with stress and everything else, uh, it comes back to mindset, you know. And for me personally, that's that's the only thing that uh, helped me in a way. Um, and I, I mean, I, I haven't played in an extremely high level, you know, but when it comes to mindset, I feel like this is the most important thing and, and business and sports are extremely related as well. Uh, and that's the idea that I want to share with people because they need to understand that sometimes, you know, staying, staying home and reading a book, it's more beneficial than just going to the gym one more time, one more day. You know, you already worked out yesterday, everything, all the parts in your body. Uh, but you didn't work out your brain. So maybe it's time for you to hit the library and not hit the gym, you know? So- 100%, bro. I think if you want to recommend some books on, like, mindset like that, like, there's so many, bro. There's so, so, so many. I can name you 10 books on each subject. So do one on discipline and, and habit building. Like, you can read Atomic Habits or Power of Mental Discipline or Power of Discipline or something like that. Then read something on, like, Bulletproof Mindset. There's a book called Becoming Bulletproof. 
There's Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, who's a beast, right? Read Can't Hurt Me. That's actually a really good one. Um, and then and then it goes into, you know, the elements of, like, spirituality, bringing that into business, like manifesting, visualization, you know, uh, outwitting the devil or thinking grow rich or something of that nature, using the secret law of attraction, speaking positively. I'll give you an example, right? I'll give you a perfect example in sports. So oh. if, you're play, if you're playing basketball, yeah, playing basketball, any sport, Imagine you're playing a pickup game at a gym, right? Everyone's playing for fun. Not, not, not on a full team and stuff, but you don't know these people. You're just coming in. You're playing. Everyone can play together. Now, you have someone who's very, very negative. Every time you take a shot, he's like, ah, stop shooting, bro, or like, bad shot, or like they're playing, like talking shit. Yeah. Imagine that versus someone like, good shot, bro. Good shot. Hey, good job. Good, way to good pass. Great stuff. That single element of the exchange of energy will change the game. I bet you 90% of the time, 9 out of 10 times, the person with a positive energy to their team will win. Not because they're better, just because they have that approach of the positive mindset. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. I, and, I and I've seen that happen. It happened like two days ago playing basketball. There was a guy who was very terrible, like energy, and then someone came and replaced him with great energy. We won five in a row. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, no, and I agree with you because I feel like, especially when you play in a higher level, People think it's okay to be negative all the time, and you know, like, hey, pass the ball, don't shoot, something like that, you know. But when you come to someone and say, hey, good stuff, next one, you know, then it's way, it's way better, and it works way better, and everyone can benefit from that. So I, I totally agree with you. Um, my next question for you, it's, it's a question that we always ask our, our guest speakers because I feel like everyone has. Uh, a different answer for it, which is the definition of success. Um, everyone I ask, they always give me something different, and, and I love to hear because there's no right or wrong answer. Right. Um, and then, so what's your definition of success? So yeah, you're right, bro. Definition one not only is it different for everybody, it changes over time. Yep. If you ask me, if you ask me five years ago, I'd be like, I want a lot of money, you know. But now I want abundance in money i want abundance in health i want abundance in passion and creativity um but yeah i have i have a set amount in, in my mind i have you know location-based freedom mm -hmm. i want to be able to go to dubai and miami and costa rica and you know egypt and bali and i want to, all these places where i want houses um strong network obviously around me my family my my significant other my kids strong passion you know love and then a group of men around me that I can support, that we can keep each other accountable, we can push each other, we can have a business ideas and everyone works together. Um, and then being able to give back, make impact. I wanna change the world for people that can't change themselves. I wanna build water wells, I wanna build schools. Um, but success to me is a very complex uh, definition because it involves multifaceted approach, not just money. I have my money in mind, right? I have my nine figure target, but then I also have I want to be able to be healthy and go and spend time with my kids. I want to be able to take my mom to wherever she wants to go. I want to be able to have date night with my girl no matter how old I am. I want to be, you know, I want to be able to swim from my yacht to Igor's yacht, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, that, that's success to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, again, it's, it's a new one for me, and, and that's why I love to ask that question. Um, Ali, thank you so much for sharing all of that. Uh, I had a lot of insights and a lot of things that I can I can do myself, and I'm sure people listening to us can 
can take a lot of insights from that as well. So I really appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with me. Um, and again, thank you so much. I think that is going to be an open-minding episode for, for a lot of people. So Absolutely. Hey, Igor, thanks for doing this. Thanks for setting up a platform where you're teaching people, not just athletes, but entrepreneurs, business people, anyone, because this information goes across the board, right? For anybody can use this. It's just up to them to use it, right? Uh, and thanks for having me, and uh, I look forward to just building this relationship with you.